Hi, I'm Natalie. And hi, I'm Benji. And we are a counsellor, trauma therapist and a fitness instructor. We know that mental health and physical health go hand in hand and this podcast is to help bring them two themes together and maybe you might help to develop some new strategies. Yeah, we're going to have plenty of discussions and you're going to get to hear from the perspective of a fitness instructor and a therapist. It should be good. And hopefully just by listening to this podcast, you might have a better day today. And this episode's called Who Needs Counselling? It's a really intriguing question that I'm looking forward to us uh, answering and certainly discussing Mm -hmm. on this new episode. Thank you for joining us, everybody. So the topic is um, who needs counselling? And I think this is a really uh, intriguing question because uh, whether you believe yourself to be on the outside of that question or very much the uh, object of that question. I guess it's one that everybody would like to listen to and get some insight on, right? Yeah, true. I know that we, um, I know that I've experienced being on both sides of that. And I know that many clients, they sit on and between both of that for, you know, both sides of that. So yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting topic. Yeah, I think to kick it off, I think if I give some personal experience, Mm -hmm. um, I myself, was someone who always believed that I would never require counselling. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm really honest, when I look at it now, in hindsight, it was based on me not really understanding and knowing what counselling was and the the benefits of it also. Mm-hmm. So I think now I'm on the other side of that and I just have a a more in-depth understanding of what counselling entails Mm. I'm almost the complete opposite and that's not linked to me having a problem specifically it's not even linked to me feeling as though or being diagnosed as having a mental health problem Mm. it's more about what I believe every human being requires to perform mentally Mm -hmm. at their optimum at their best Um, and that's a journey that it's taken me a long time to travel uh, and to arrive at at that outcome but that's certainly where I am now Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've experienced people feeling that way or yeah I think I've come in contact with a lot of people who who have sat in the fence for quite a while and were unsure if counselling was for them or not. Because there is this understanding that counselling is only for people who are really at rock bottom or who are very much struggling, which is not the case, just as you mentioned there. Yeah, I I do get a lot of clients coming to see me and other counsellors that I know of who would be struggling and who are suffering a lot with their mental health. But I also get a lot of clients who just like to keep on top of their well-being, including their mental health. And so they, they may not have a problem as such now, but maybe it's just about helping with motivation, helping with focus, helping with um, just improvement in their general well-being. So, yeah, I can, you know, I hear that quite a lot from people. And sometimes people think that there's people a lot worse off than me that um yeah. you know I need to I need to be worse before I can go and actually seek about his health and support. And I think that, yeah. that you know for me it's to think about even self care and stuff like that and 
and how do yes. you value yourself and you know is it something that you would you know really is a, um, your mental health something that you find really important uh, and for a lot of clients you know it's they'd be shocked then once they're actually in the door and they say god I didn't know it was going to be like this and I am so surprised at how it has helped and how just by you know it's not just talking there's many other processes involved and there's many different yeah. forms of counseling even and so it's about doing your research even before you come to counseling and and finding out what's right for you i suppose can help make yeah. the decisions that maybe you need to make mm -hmm. do you uh natalie do you have supervision i have as a, we have to register with a body so i'm registered for example with the bacp so they're the british association for psychotherapy and counseling and of course a part of the requirement for the registration is to have regular ongoing supervision so i would have 90 minutes per month um just to help me deal with all the stress and anxiety of me listening to so many people's issues throughout the month or supporting yeah. you know juggling paperwork and and all that kind of stuff that comes along with you know with the, the therapeutic see, work that is so that for me was really insightful and I think, and I hope it would be insightful for the listeners to realize that a counselor, a trauma specialist mm -hmm. has effectively counseling, mm -hmm. you know, or has a counselor, um, has the ability to speak to someone, almost replicating what you do for others, right? Yeah. And that's and, because. And that's so. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted you. Um, and that's because we're human too. You know, so nobody is immune to, to struggling with their mental health or to needing a bit of support. Everybody needs somebody. Um, and it can affect us at any, in, in different ways at any stage of our life. And, you know, and that's just a part of human nature. Yeah, I think it's so important to realise that and to really um, encourage everybody to just pause on that thought for a moment and consider that someone that is a professional that provides that specific service mm -hmm. um, also benefits from uh, you know a rep replication of the service that they provide mm -hmm. so I think the easiest way to reframe it would be a firefighter who puts people's fires out would still require the fire service if their house was burning down mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah and i think it's about exactly what you're saying there you know we can't we need to practice what we preach if i'm telling you to make sure that you're keeping on top of your mental health making sure you're prioritizing you know your well-being then i need to be able to do the same and i i, I make it no secret about telling my clients even that when you're training to be a counsellor, part of the, the process is you have to go for counselling, you have to be the client, you have to know what it's like to sit in that mm. chair. And I remember being terrified of thinking, oh God, what are they going to ask me? What am I going to say? How's this going to go? And I think I was like, I just need to get these sessions done with so I can pass my, um, pass my course. And before I stayed for a full year, the council nearly had to kick me out the door um, just to get rid of me. <laughs> I got so much from it. Um, and, you know, so we know what it's like. The therapists know what it's like to be on the other end of needing that bit of support and how how vulnerable it does be whenever you, you, you're, you know, telling somebody your most um, 
private parts of your life and stuff like that and you know so that's a, we we are very respectful of that and you know and that's the reason why we take our own mental health so um so important and we do have regular ongoing supervision and even top up of counseling ourselves even that therapeutic support ourselves to make sure our well-being yeah. is so is is well looked after yeah yeah it is really important and i think it helps or should help people to understand that counseling is far deeper than somebody having a specific issue that they feel like they want to specifically speak to someone about Mm -hmm. so I think for me personally like that was a real revelation to understand that counsellors have counselling and it's it's odd that I never thought about it before Mm. because I exercise and I train other people to exercise so like it's 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 so simple Uh, like a teacher goes through training where they are taught Mm-hmm. so it it just speaks to its strengths and no one would ever criticize me as a fitness instructor for doing fitness or mm-hmm. having another fitness instructor you know um no one would ever criticize a police officer for calling the police if their house was burgled mm-hmm. or a you know or a fireman uh or woman for calling the fire brigade to put their burning house <laughs> out yeah. you know no one would ever criticize them so it's really interesting that counselling is something that we almost frame as being very specific for a specific set of people. And I think Mm -hmm. that can often do us damage because we, by default, never place ourselves in that demographic of people that might benefit from counselling. And I think if we can start to look at counselling and its benefits as greater than just being about hitting rock bottom, or being at a crisis point, mm-hmm. but instead being a fundamental part of maintaining balance of being able, as you suggested, to offload. Mm-hmm. Um, and just part of the process of people kind of deregulating, yeah. um, you know, their nervous system almost, mm-hmm. uh, as well as the very obvious benefits of it, it being something that can support when you suffered trauma. I think if we can really start to reframe counselling as as being beneficial for all of those circumstances, I think a lot more people will come to it with an open mind, and ultimately, a lot more people will benefit yeah. from, you know, from from the benefits of of counselling. And that's why I think even this topic and us chatting about it's so refreshing. You know, even hearing from a male perspective and how you know that sometimes you might need a bit of support and you're saying the same even listen from a professional counsellor and and hearing that I need that bit of support I think that that gets the message out there um for the general public even and you know we do have a lot of stigma still around mental health it is improving and people are starting to chat and starting to you know talk about their experiences but there is some still you know there still is a bit of a stigma around there and I think by us chatting by us discussing how what happens um you know it's normalizing that a bit more and you know as you said there it doesn't have to be about a problem for many you know for a lot of my clients especially the young people for some reason um we do a lot of focusing on for example goal setting you know helping to manage um manageable goals so that um they're not overwhelmed and um you know not thinking straight and stuff like that so a lot of personal development 
teaching people communication skills. Um, you know, so a lot of other, there's a lot of other things to consider, not just problem oriented and, and focusing on what's going wrong with me rather than how do I improve me to, to better me in other areas of my life, whether that be mindset, whether that be skill set, whether that be just personal development. Yeah, so there's there's many different, you know, contexts of, for counselling and, and avenues to explore. And it's just about what are you open for, what understanding you to what you need and, you know, catering it for your needs then because that's what we do when we get a when we get the clients in um every client's so different we take the time to get the understand you uh, uniquely and then work with you and what your strengths are and you know maybe even what your weaknesses are and try and just you know to tailor to your needs exactly whatever you need uh, i wonder um natalie without uh of course asking specific details of of ins and outs if you could kind of give an idea of the types of people that have come to you or or come to counselling in terms of uh, demographic so in terms of uh, age gender um, ethnic makeup and job role Mm -hmm. Um, just specifically so for anybody listening to again be able to create a greater picture of who counselling is specifically or rather not um, who mm-hmm. counselling is actually for and open to? I there is no ideal client because I've had clients aging from maybe fifteen years of age, right up to eighty three years of age was my oldest client. So I've had both male and female, and I must say it's probably a fifty fifty split now at the minute. You know, so predominantly people think it's females that go for counselling, which is not the case. It's fifty fifty. Um. You know, I've had I've had parents, I've had teachers, I've had nurses, doctors, I've had students, I've had workmen, I've had everybody from every kind of walk of life that you can imagine. So there is not one size that you know that fits all. There is an array of um, clients, and sometimes I think you know even people that say in the mental health field come and they have counselling with me. Um, so it's it's so different. Um, you, you never know who you're going to get on the door. Now because of because of some of the areas that you know I'm specialising in trauma, I would get a lot of people who maybe are older because affected by the troubles in Northern Ireland. But I'm also seeing now more. I'm supporting more youth and young people as well. And um, so there's there's no ideal client or there's no client that I can say oh that's my type. Um, because they're they just, they're just so different. Every client that comes in is so different, as I say, from all ages to different genders, different job roles, different backgrounds. Um, so you know, I, I see every walk of everybody from every walk of life. Yeah, it's it's so refreshing to hear you say that, and um, yeah, just to realize that it's it's so cool. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it just shows, if you don't fall into that demographic, mm-hmm. then you're probably an alien. Like mm-hmm. it's it's all of us, men, women, you know, uh, teenagers, right up to you know, eighty two years old. Like it's so powerful. It's so powerful, you know. And if you've been for counselling before, and you felt that maybe it wasn't for you, um, 
you know, it's about knowing that there's many different forms of counselling. There's cognitive behavioural therapy, which is CBT. There's integrative therapy. There is um, creative therapies, trauma therapy. So there's many, many different forms of therapy. And so if one type of therapy hasn't worked for you in the past, maybe it's about going back and doing your research and again, tailoring it to you and what your needs are. Um, and seeing, you know, maybe I would be but more preferred to the CBT or maybe I would be a bit more preferred to creative therapies so again um, getting an understanding of you and what your needs are would be really important um, to consider before you do invest your time and in, in, in starting therapy yeah I think that's really important I think people do think counselling is kind of a very simple going sit and speak to somebody about your problems um, and there is so much more to that you know, um, I think it's really important what you've just said there that, you know, even if you've tried one form of counselling, there may be another form of counselling that's out there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't even mean to say that just because you had one counselling session and didn't feel that it was for you, that actually that's definitive and that that is the case. You know, there might be a development in another area of counselling for you. So mm-hmm. it's something that needs to be explored, certainly. Yeah. So do you? I guess so. Um, yeah to the research as with anything right you know you uh-huh. wouldn't go into something specific you wouldn't purchase something significant without first doing your research i mm-hmm. guess this is just as important if not maybe the most important thing because this is all about your mind which is one of the things that's probably most precious and yeah. one of the things that we can't easily replace right mm-hmm. yeah i think that's um a really nice place to round off this episode I hope uh, people have got value from it. If you're tuning in, wherever you're tuning in from, however you're tuning in, um, remember to like, uh, subscribe to us, and also leave a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy this. Um, please make sure that you check out Unity Counseling also for more episodes and some daily information that can really support you in terms of your journey to maintaining good, balanced mental health and also ideas of where to seek support when you may require it. So thank you everybody for listening. We'll look forward to seeing you next time on the Mental Health Discussion podcast. Thank you everybody for listening. Take care. Bye-bye.